0: Sudan may soon lose its designation as a terrorist state. The transitional government has already separated religion from the state, thus ending Islamic rule. Now, a U.S.-brokered deal would remove Sudan's designation as a terrorist state once the country pays out a cash settlement to victims of the 1998 al-Qaeda attack on the U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania. That deal is being held up in the U.S. Senate. Well, here with more is someone who knows Sudan very well. She is Tina Ramirez, president of Hardwired Global, a nonprofit group working to advance democracy and religious freedom worldwide. Tina, it's good to see you again. So in 2012, I know you started a Defenders of Freedom network in Sudan. Now we're seeing these changes. So first, let's discuss uh, Sudan's move away from Islamic law and to democracy. What does that step by the government mean for the people there?
1: Well, Gary, as you know, Uh, The people of Sudan, for the last three-plus decades, have been living under a dictator that pushed Islamization, whether even if they were Muslim, they didn't have freedom of conscience, freedom of religion. And so the brutal civil war that finally led to South Sudan's independence was really a result of people just saying, enough is enough. And now we have seen that Bashir has been overthrown. And the people really want freedom, and that's not just for Christians; it's for Muslims too. They want freedom from a government that is oppressively forcing their conscience on everyone, um, really, at, at you know, at the at the at the um, risk of punishment, torture, and and death. And so, enough is enough is what the people have been saying for a number of years. And finally, they've had their way. I think the real challenge, though, is going to be if it sticks. Uh, you know, even though Bashir is not there, the military rulers that held him in power for more than three decades are still there and are the ones negotiating this peace. And so the real, the real proof is going to be in the next few years if it, it enters into the real permanent constitution after this transitional government.
0: Well, that, that's the key, isn't it, Tina? I, I know I spent many, uh, made many trips to South Sudan uh, over the years, especially in the 90s. And, uh, you know, one concern is that some of these same guys are still in control. It might not be Bashir, but some of the same people that were at his side. Now, a peace agreement was signed at the end of August, granting self-rule for Sudan's Blue Nile, South Kordofan, which is the Nuba Mountains, and West Kordofan. What has to happen now as Sudan proceeds down this road to democracy? What are we missing? Anything? Anything?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that this is what we've seen in many countries. And my organization is right now working in South Sudan and helping the government there that it's been free since 2012, but they've still, for the last eight years, they've been in the midst of a civil war. They've never really enshrined that peace or been able to live up to the ideas that they fought for. And so what it reminds us of is that you know, it's one thing to win win the war, but it's quite another thing to win the peace. And so right now the people of Sudan and the people of South Sudan in their own way, and like you said, in the middle region, in the the Blue Nile and Nuba Mountains, we need to, as a country, really invest in how can we help their leadership maintain that peace and build that peace. And it's, and it's not going to be by just asking for empty promises and words on a constitution and then and then you know lifting our hands, which is essentially what we saw during the Obama administration. It's going to take a lot of you know rolling your your sleeves up and getting dirty and getting in the mud with them to really help them work through that process. And that's what I've seen firsthand in South Sudan and working with the people there. It's it's a very long haul, and it's not something that we can take for granted.
0: Well, I know the Trump administration is trying to help the process along by removing Sudan as a state supporter of terrorism. Now, that would open up the country for investment, development. But first, it needs to compensate the 1998 embassy victims to the tune of, I think, $335 million. Senators Schumer and Menendez are holding up the deal. They want to see 9-11 victims included in that big payout. Now, your thoughts should Sudan have to compensate for 9-11 victims, too? It it says it wasn't complicit in that attack. Uh, and isn't al-Qaeda really the responsible party?
1: Well, yeah, of course al-Qaeda is responsible. The The issue is that Sudan knowingly allowed Osama bin Laden safe haven in their country. And so the same country that uh, launched attacks on our embassies in two other countries is also the one that, you know, Osama bin Laden has a safe haven in, and later, of course, he attacked he attacked the United States. Now, I don't think that this deal should be held up on that on that account. I think those are two different issues. But I think there is a lot of progress in the fact that we can even get Sudan to pay for the victims in the two embassy bombings that Osama bin Laden is responsible for. But also, you know, beyond just that, there needs to be other things in this deal that really look at. It's one thing to remove a state sponsor of terrorism, but the people haven't changed. So if the people in leadership are still there and we have no guarantee that after transition that they won't still be there and that they won't change all of these um, things that are, are moving forward on now, then there's really no guarantee of, of anything changing in the future. So um, I, I do think that these sanctions need to ultimately be removed, and I hope that they are for the sake of the people of Sudan. But we also need to be realistic that there needs to be a change in leadership and in the um, and the education of the people towards the ideas of freedom uh, that really are going to help them secure it for their future.
0: Tina Ramirez, president of Hardwired Global, thanks for being with us. We appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Gary.